Welcome to the Flourish with Functional Nutrition podcast. I'm your host, Madeline Lowry, founder of Twin Cities Nutritional Therapy and a nutritional therapy practitioner specializing in chronic digestive issues, allergies, and autoimmune conditions. Join me for episode 16, where we discuss autoimmunity and diabetes with Deanne Hill, nutritional therapy practitioner from Rockport, Texas. Hear about her approach to working with clients with autoimmune conditions and type 2 diabetes. We'll talk about how trauma and gut health contribute to these conditions. Listen until the end to hear Deanne's nutrition tip for improving your health. As always, we must disclaim that the information we share in the podcast is for educational purposes only. Functional nutrition is similar to functional medicine in that it seeks to strengthen the systems of the body and address root causes of illness. As nutritional therapy practitioners, we do not diagnose or treat disease and we recommend working with a qualified practitioner. Now, let's hear from Deanne. Hi, Deanne. Welcome back to the show. Madeline, thanks so much for having me back. Let's talk a little bit about your specialty. I've called this episode Autoimmunity and Diabetes with Deanne Hill, but I know that's kind of shortening things a little bit. I ran out of, I ran out of characters. Um, <laughs> but tell us a little bit about what you specialize in and the kind of clients that you see. So I do specialize in autoimmune support for folks who have either been um, diagnosed or feel that they are tracking symptoms that align with an autoimmune diagnosis. And I also help support people who have received either a a type 2 diabetes or even pre-diabetes diagnosis. One thing about diabetes that many people don't know is that type 1 diabetes is actually an autoimmune condition. So it really dovetails well with what I um, focus on with autoimmunity and diabetes. So does that mean that you can help people with type 1 diabetes as well? I absolutely can support their wellness journey. Just tell me a little bit about the kind of clients that you see and how they find you and, you know, what your approach is with them. I really love supporting people who are working with an autoimmune diagnosis and trying to reverse that autoimmunity um, as as someone who wants to um, reverse her own autoimmune diagnosis, I, I really love standing next to people who are trying to um, be eager and ready to receive more support than they're used to for their um, for their diagnosis. So your doctor who's going to diagnose with autoimmunity or with diabetes is really overwhelmed. Um, where where I'm located, they they are definitely overwhelmed. There are three endocrinologists serving over four hundred thousand people in our local population, mm-hmm. and you know at least 30% of them are walking around with a diagnosed autoimmune condition or diabetes condition. So when you really look at the numbers, that is overwhelming for that number of of doctors. So to see your endocrinologist for two or three minutes face-to-face is very typical. And I, I love to see clients really for for the long term, you know, the shortest appointment I would spend with a client would be 30 minutes face to face. And they're overwhelmed by that type of support and that level of dedication to their, their wellness journey. I I want to help everyone, 
but you and I both know that that's really not practical. Um, when we when we try to help everyone in the long run, we don't get to really drill down into a specialty that can help that one person. You know, for me, I was the one person that needed help, um, and and I was able to find that myself. But I can't imagine how much better my journey would have been had I had someone walking it with me. I want to help. Specifically, you know, I want to help that mother who's been diagnosed as pre-diabetic. I want to see her change her life and her lifestyle in a way that's going to change her whole family. Because simple changes that we make can really have a profound effect. A specific example of that, let's say I'm working with a client who is pre-diabetic and she and I, you know, through our time together, determine that the best ways she can help herself is to eliminate processed foods. Mm. So she's the buyer in the home. She, she does all the grocery shopping and she does most of the cooking. So when she stops eating processed food, the rest of her family is going to do the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, diabetes is a generational, uh, a generational disease. It definitely has a lot of foundation in, in how children are raised. So that mom who eliminates processed food from her diet is going to eliminate it from her kid's diet and they're going to grow up healthier and with a lower chance of developing diabetes themselves. So yeah, so what you're doing is kind of an intervention on the family level, right? So that you're helping, one person is your client, but there's a trickle-through effect to the rest of the family in, in many cases. Yes, absolutely. And it's so awesome to see that happen. Yeah. Yeah, I think that once people become educated about where the sugar is in 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 the drinks and the condiments oh, and yes. the foods and the processed foods, right? Yes. And where yeah, and where all the refined carbohydrates are and when they realize oh, they're eating that, you know, refined carbohydrates four or five, six times a day. Um, and and then they realize that that their health when they try it and they eliminate these things and they see their health bounce back. I mean, it's really very eye opening. Yes. Once you once you've seen that, you cannot unsee it. Absolutely, right? you're absolutely right, Madeline. When when someone experiences that on a personal level, um, you know you can see it in someone else and they can tell you about it. But when you actually experience it yourself it really changes the way you communicate that to other people. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, you know, my other favorite client would be, um, you know, the woman who, or even the father, you know, the, the dad who just doesn't feel right anymore. He, he has a myriad of symptoms that nobody can put together mm-hmm. to say that they are any one thing, or he's bounced around from specialist to specialist to specialist, and he never really finds an answer for his question, which is, what is wrong with me, and can I ever feel better? You know, those difficult cases that, you know, as I said before, you and I, as nutritional therapists, we can connect dots. And we can help, you know, walk, walk our client backwards through those dots to relieve some of those symptoms um, and to get to the root cause of what is bringing them out. You know, people may wonder how that's possible, but what we learn with nutritional therapy is any chronic health issue probably has a root in, um, in your diet, in your digestive capabilities, and in other things like detoxification processes, for example. But our training is, um, is holistic in that we are trained to evaluate system-wide. So every major organ, every 
organ system in the body we evaluate for nutritional deficiencies and for the just the general status of those uh, systems and and that is what allows us to kind of um, connect the dots as you say right yes and it's so good to be able to um, see a client who once you once we walk through it together and we can connect those dots and you see the light of recognition of realizing hey you really do know what you're talking about and I can see how this is going to be a great thing for me to see the client really accept and own and then get on board with a, a, a protocol that's set just specifically for them is it's so rewarding yeah how many visits do you think it takes to get to the point where you, you're really um you're really able to have an effect and you see the person's like you've taught you know it's part of these visits is educational too right so you you've kind of educated them to the point where they oh okay and they're gonna they're gonna try to stick to this protocol because they see now how a connects to b to c and causes their symptoms um how how long of a process do you think it is before you kind of get them feeling better or seeing results that are you know moving them in a positive direction i would say it usually takes it's usually by the third appointment that a client really sees the light. Um, the first couple, like you said, are, are educational and we're exploring things. But by the time I see a client for the third appointment, they've usually had at least six weeks of, of time to actually implement the recommendations that we've come up with together. They've yeah. time, had time to uh, make a few simple changes to their diet or their lifestyle, and they start seeing results and they start seeing things change, um, which is why I really appreciate clients who are willing to do a, a food and mood journal before every uh, before every appointment, because that journal we can look back at the first one and and pinpoint the things that have changed. It's it's it is a journal, so it, you're looking at. Um, how things have improved and you know a client who comes to you and in their their first uh, food journal or their first mood journal you see that they aren't sleeping well or they're having trouble going to sleep and then you see them for the third time and you can pinpoint your bedtime is so much better and you're falling asleep faster and you t you're telling me that you wake up feeling rested so that's a significant change and that's going to significantly affect their health overall and usually I don't see that until probably the third appointment. Yeah, I agree. It, I probably see people four to five times over the first three months. And I think three months is like a pretty good um, amount of time to work with a client. Um, longer if things are complicated or if the condition is longstanding. But I find that, you know, we can really make some good progress in the first three months. Um, but it is, it, it's a process, right? Absolutely. You're right. It is a process and not just for the client, but also for, for us as practitioners, you know, we, as we get to know someone, um, because, you know, part of that, part of the time we spend with our clients is yes, it is educational, but it's also getting to know them as a person and, you know, spending time understanding where they're at. And, you know, once we've, understand where they are and helping them see that clearly to see clearly where they're standing right now and we can help them to see where they want to be um, sometimes I find that for clients it's really hard for them to see 
past what they're feeling right now. And so to get them to a place where they can see a future without their illness or see a place where they could be happy and active with their family, that that really is part of the time that we spend with our clients. Yeah, I think it, it's almost like um, when you say we have to learn about them as a person, it's, but we're also looking to see how they react to the protocols, right? So, Oh, yes. So typically I start out with a handful of recommendations after the first visit, but it's when they come back at the second visit, for me it's two or three weeks later, um, that and I, and I ask them, well, how is it going? And I hear, you know, what have they implemented and what have they noticed in terms of changes that I start to understand, you know, okay, so that looks like that was effective, but it looks like we have more to do over here. Or, you know, um, maybe we'll have to rethink that enzyme I gave you. Or maybe, you know, instead of going into like maybe the next set of things was going to be adrenals, maybe I shift and say, well, maybe liver is actually the next highest priority, right? So yes, we are learning how they react to the protocol as we're developing it. And each time they come in, we're refining that protocol further. Absolutely. You're, you're completely right. And it also has to do with how willing a client is to adhere to the recommendations Mm -hmm. you know if they're if we're going to make three recommendations and they're only going to actually do one of them then it's only going to be a third as effective as it could have been had they embraced everything that we talked about yeah and and of course we you know we understand that it's not always the right time for someone to absolutely right to implement like a big dietary change yes i get that so like they as i say to on my website you know the client sets the pace so you know we're here to support you we provide recommendations and and you decide what you're going to implement when and you set the pace Yes, you're absolutely right. And, you know, if I'm having, if I'm trying to push a client to do something, then they're not going to be, um, they're not going to be receptive to, to what's going on. They're going to push back. And so you're right. The client must set the pace. The client is really the focus of what's going on. And so if I'm trying to do something outside of what a client is looking for or even ready to to change, then we're not going to be successful. And, you know, at the bottom of it, you and I both want our clients to feel successful. If the client isn't successful, then I don't feel like I have succeeded in what I'm trying to do. I think also part of what we're trying to teach our clients is that when, when they start seeing that that choices that they make about diet and lifestyle can have such a big effect on their health, then it really empowers them to understand that they are in control of their health, right? It's not yes. It's not like this cart that's gone out of control and the only hope is finding the right specialist who can hand them the right prescription, you know, to get things back, you know, going correctly again. It's really up to each person to learn about their themselves, their systems, you know, what works for you, what doesn't work for you and where your limits are and to follow those. (laughs) Which is why the bio-individual approach of nutritional therapy is so amazing because I'm not looking at just a bunch of numbers on a piece of paper. I'm looking at a person. And, you know, when you see that person, then so many times people feel like they're not seen. And being able to help that client understand that I do see them and I do want to do what's best for them. I want to recommend things that are best for them. That just changes their whole attitude. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think that's right. And I think also, in addition to the bio-individuality, which in our training, it means that, you know, you don't, we don't have like prescribed protocols. Like someone walks in and says, I have type two diabetes and you hand them a sheet like, okay, this is your diet. These are your supplements. This is your whatever lifestyle changes. Like that's not what happens, right? (laughs) Right. Because we're not about that. We're about each person is, uh, is different. And, And what we know is that you could have 10 people with type two diabetes show up in your office one day and every single one of them could have arrived with to those that set of circumstances or those symptoms for very different reasons right yes i mean yes, some of the absolutely. some of the base ones are the same but but there's a different condition going on in each of their bodies different systems may be um out of balance and need to be balanced or it can be a different animal for for each person so you really have to pay attention to each person individually and this is what you know, Western medicine doesn't really try to do because they don't have the time. That's right. Yeah. So we have bioindividuality from that point of view. Um, You know, we we don't hand out protocols and and, uh, standardize things. And it certainly is not uh, a veiled attempt to put everyone on the autoimmune paleo diet, right, Deanne? (laughs) That is absolutely right. It is not... It is, you know, it may have worked for me, but it it may not work for everybody. Right. You know, there are so many different labels that are put on, I'm using air quotes here, diets that ah, it it just sometimes it frustrates me, you know, when someone comes in and they, they give me the label of what they think they're what they think they're eating. And I'm, I have to ask, OK, so can you tell me more about that? So you you say you're eating a ketogenic or a keto style what does that mean to you? You know, is that a whole foods approach? Are, are you looking at nutrient density? Are you looking at, you know, sourcing the food? Everybody comes with a label, but I just, I love to peel that label off and get down to what it really is. Yeah, I agree. Right. Cause they're vegetarians that eat in a certain way and health very healthfully and vegetarians that are vegetarians in name, but, um, but their diets could use improvement, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think the other thing about bioindividuality that you made me think of as you were talking is that um, we also work with the person where they're at, right? So sometimes I have someone come into the office and they say, you know what, I I give them the recommendations and they're like, you know what, I really just don't like taking supplements. I just don't want to have to take a bunch of pills. And it's like, okay, well, you know, if that, if that's, um, you know, one of the important factors for you, we will work around that to the best of our ability. And so, you know, then I come up with other things, you know, therapeutic foods or, you know, whatever it is I can do to help them, um, so that they can be true to themselves, that, that is what we do. So, um, we're very, very flexible and, um, very attuned to each client's needs. That's absolutely right, Madeline. We, we try to, to see the person and not the, the label that they've put on themselves. Whether it's Hashimoto's or type 2 diabetes or ketogenic or vegan or vegetarian, those are all labels. And we, we want to look beyond that. We want to get to the actual root of what's going on. Mm-hmm. So tell me more about the autoimmune conditions that you um, that you work with. Um, there are over 150 autoimmune diseases. Most people don't realize that. Yeah. <laughs> so are there a few there that you um, gravitate towards or that you have, um, uh, that you're seeing clients with? 
my clients are are varied, and, but Hashimoto's thyroiditis and celiac disease are probably the most common that I'm seeing right now. Uh, so those two are very prevalent. Um, Hashimoto's is, of course, a hypoactive uh, thyroid condition, and then um, celiac disease is a a gluten protein. Um, almost an allergy where a person cannot have gluten because of the reaction that it will have in their uh, digestive system. Mm-hmm. And both of those are autoimmune in nature and trying to get to the root cause of what flipped the switch that triggered the autoimmune response and then backing up and turning it off, um, supporting that person so that they can lead an optimal lifestyle because a celiac diagnosis is very severe and um, you know, people don't realize what kind of effect that has on a lifestyle until they actually have to walk through it. So what is your approach to helping someone with celiac disease? Well, it is really gonna be similar to the approach that I will, I will start with just about anyone. We're gonna start looking at you know, their diet and their lifestyle, um, and we will work with that person, again, as we've said before, on an individual basis. Um, no one celiac case is the same as the next. So to support them, obviously we're gonna eliminate grains, we're gonna eliminate um, gluten from their diet. That, even Western medicine acknowledges that that's a requirement for celiac disease. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're also going to try and support the body um, with the deficiencies that will come from that uh, from that diagnosis, you know, celiac disease requires some very specific um, support when it comes to vitamins and minerals because the body is just not responding the way it's supposed to. So when you see that dysfunctionality, we want to support um, the optimal function instead of uh, instead of allowing things that are going to disrupt that. Okay, so you're thinking here like B vitamins, the minerals you get from grains that they're now yes. missing. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And we're also going to really look at the nutrient density of the other foods that they're consuming. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of my clients are very um, adamant about not taking supplements. So trying to find a place to get those B vitamins or um, the the fiber and the uh, the prebiotic fiber that comes from a lot of that those type of items, getting creative about that, and then looking at the nutrient density of the vegetables they're eating, the protein they're consuming, going with a grass-fed, grass-finished beef or pastured eggs instead of conventionally raised protein is definitely going to be a a great way to support a celiac client. Okay, and then, um, so the approach is much the same for autoimmune disease? Oh, absolutely, Mm -hmm. because it's a, it's really a digestive issue. You know, it, the autoimmunity begins in our gut. We have to support gut health and um, really healing the gut is going to be key when you're dealing with any kind of autoimmune condition. So, yeah, I think I'd like to have you say more about that because I think that most people have only heard the Western medicine concept of what autoimmunity is. And it makes the body, the human body, sound like it's deranged, right? Right. Like suddenly your (laughs) immune system, which is supposed to be protecting you, has lost its little mind. And now it's attacking indiscriminately your own body's tissues. And it's sort of like, 
huh. So the only way we can address this is to shut down your immune system, right? That's basically what Western medicine says. basically what they're going to say. Yes, you have to. I mean, you know, the, the Western medicine approach to my personal autoimmune condition of Graves' disease is to give me thyroid blockers. That's, that's Western medicine's approach. And so, yeah, so tell me about how uh, you see it differently. I see it differently because I, I understand that your immune system, which is, it, it is, it's designed to protect you. And it's not gone crazy to attack or to, you know, single out a specific organ. Something in, uh, something in your life triggered that. And so for me, knowing, um, I know a lot about Graves' disease because I suffer with it, but I also know a lot about Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is also an autoimmune condition that affects the thyroid. Um, Just from those two specifically, it has been proven that the trigger for an autoimmune response that targets the thyroid is some kind of a, a trauma. So most of your autoimmune clients who have a thyroid condition can track it back to a specific trauma event from their life. And I have a couple of clients that I've recommended to see a therapist or a a psychologist to work through some of that trauma to help support the idea that we can turn off that autoimmune condition. Once we support the, the digestion, we soothe the any inflammation that's in our small or large intestine it just makes to me it makes sense it's you know like when we talk about connecting the dots and you know you can put a bunch of dots on a piece of paper and and you can connect them but it's not going to make any sense whereas if you look at it from a a holistic you know a a whole body approach and you see all the dots as parts of the body and you start connecting them then you see the body as a whole instead of just a random bunch of things going on yeah yeah i th- I, I see where you're going with that I, I, th- I think the way i understand it which may be similar to what you just explained is that there, there's really something dysfunctional going on with your digestive system which i mean i think it makes people think like what what are you talking about i came to you because i have this problem with my thyroid or i have this problem with you know my skin or right yes they have this they have this symptom and they have a diagnosis of an autoimmune condition but really the root cause goes back to the same thing which is it's their look at your diet Let's look at this, the, the, the condition of your, uh, your gut. Let's look at your digestive power. Um, let's yes. look at the permeability of your gut wall because when it gets irritated, inflamed, under attack, yes. etc., then you have, you have maldigested protein molecules moving into the circulatory system and forming antibody antigen compounds that then go and lodge themselves in different areas of the body. Which right. organ they choose, it's, it kind of depends on what's weakest in your body, right? So, oh, absolutely. It will if it lodges itself in the thyroid, then you have an autoimmune thyroid problem because the immune system will continue to attack that auto that that complex of antigen antibody. Protein. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wants to it wants to eradicate. It wants to it. protect. Right. You know, it, it's really trying to protect, but it it has been triggered to protect something that is itself. And it's because something 
isn't is there that doesn't belong such as those protein antibodies and you know we want to support that that gut health to eliminate that permeability you know most people don't realize we, we're told our whole life that our skin is the largest organ in our body but what's really true is that if you take your small intestine and you lay it out flat it covers the size of a tennis court yeah and that is so much larger than the surface area of our skin. So what makes us think that, what, why does Western medicine say that a, an organ that covers the surface of a tennis court isn't a big deal? I like what you said about trauma um, and trauma being a trigger for initiating an autoimmune disease. I think so often emotions are an undervalued part of you know the whole health picture and i think um even even without trauma i think the uh, that just the realm of the emotions can be key to you know maintaining health and um, healthy patterns and then when we find that our health is dysregulated you know to examine what's going on with the emotions is also very helpful so thanks for bringing that up what is one thing you wish everyone knew about improving their nutrition? The source of your food matters. Mm. If you are putting food in your body that is chemical laden, your body is going to overtax itself trying to detox those chemicals rather than putting that food to its best use. Switching to organic uh, produce and switching to grass-fed and pasture-raised meats is super important to the long-term health of our bodies. Yeah, I read somewhere recently that um, even even the most careful of us eaters um, is it still exposed to 100 to 130 pounds of pesticides and chemicals each year. Ugh, how sad. It's a lot. It's broken. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a broken system, and the liver is responsible, as we know, for about five hundred functions in the body. <laughs> Only one yes. of those is detoxification, right. and so if it's spending all of its resources trying to detoxify, then it can't be doing everything else it needs to do, which is going to have issue. You know, it's going to create health issues, right? That's absolutely right, and they're mm -hmm. going to manifest as as it's going to look like illness. It's going to look like disease, right? So, how should people reach you if they would like to learn more? So you can find me on the web at thepursuitofordinary.com. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram at thepursuitofordinary. And you can email me is uh, dean at thepursuitofordinary.com. That's D-E-E-A-N-N at thepursuitofordinary.com. That's perfect. Thank you so much, Deanne. I've really enjoyed having you on the show. Madeline, it's been so much fun to talk to you today. Thanks for joining us for the Flourish with Functional Nutrition podcast. Please listen again and remember to follow us and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or Stitcher. To learn more about Twin Cities Nutritional Therapy or check out our podcast page, visit tcnutritionaltherapy.com. To find a nutritional therapy practitioner in your area, use the provider search at nutritionaltherapy.com. Until the next time, be well and flourish. Content of this podcast copyright 2019 by Twin Cities Nutritional Therapy. Music by Barbara Benn.